Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Everybody, it's your favorite single girl, Andrea Bain. Welcome to the Single Girl Problems Podcast, your one-stop shop for real relationship talk. On today's show, we are talking about the D word, divorce. And I have an amazing divorce lawyer and author with me. Paul Riley is in the house. We're going to break it down because instead of me giving you guys the three topics, we're just going to have an open discussion and do like a divorce 101. What to do, what not to do, how much does it cost, how, how long does it take, um, can I get one tomorrow, uh, what should I know before I get married, just in case I end up getting a divorce, all the questions we are going to answer. Paul, thank you so much for being here. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. And I have to say, I've never heard divorce said so enthusiastically. <laughs> Listen, that's because I've never had one. That's why I'm all happy about it. I'm like, <laughs> exactly. I can talk about it with a smile because I'm not one of the people who's lost their house over it. Um, <laughs> but it's a very interesting topic. And I want to start out by saying, okay, so you, I got sent your book to read because I always want to read my guest books. And I brought it to work and I put it on my desk. And everybody ended up coming up and asking me a whole bunch of questions like, oh, are you, going to, are you getting a divorce? What's going on in your personal life? I go, I oh, know, I'm, I'm actually going to, I'm reading this book because I'm going to be talking to this person. And everybody kept on spilling their beans about their parents' divorce, their divorce, their friends' divorce. And then, of course, the book went walking. Mm-hmm. Somebody in the office, you know who you are, stole my book. But that just goes to say that it's just like a, a topic that a lot of people want to talk about. So what made you write the book? Let's start there. Well, uh, <clears throat> pardon me. I think that, uh, you know, what you've just uh, prefaced is exactly why. Mm-hmm. You know, divorce touches almost everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say everyone's going to get a divorce, but if you don't get a divorce, in all likelihood, you'll know someone who has or you, you're, you're a child from divorce or a mm-hmm. sister or brother. So it, it, it permeates our society, mm-hmm. and I think it's something that interests um, virtually everyone. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's a very interesting take to talk to a divorce lawyer because the joke is that you guys, when there's a divorce between a couple and a breakdown of a marriage and children have to be shuffled back and forth, uh, it's the lawyer who kind of ends up coming out on top because I know it sounds it doesn't sound nice but I just well, gotta say it Paul because you're the one who makes money if these two people can't figure out a way to deal with each other amicably then you end up having to get a, a mediator and if that doesn't work yeah. well, then you're going to the lawyer and then the billable hours well, you gotta pay for that conversation so you guys can figure out how to you know divide your life yeah no I, I, I I'll have to agree with you I think what I say and I say in my book in a long protracted divorce, mm-hmm. usually only the lawyer ends up winning because um, if it's long and drawn out and protracted, then it it tends to be more divisive, uh, more contentious, and, mm-hmm. and more painful. Mm-hmm. So yes, in a long, drawn-out process, uh, relationships are often irreparably damaged. Uh, and these are people that, despite the fact you're divorcing them, if you've got children, you're going to be involved with them for the next for the rest 19, of your 20 years. Yeah, you're going to see them at weddings and graduations and yeah. things like that. So, um, you know, for me, we try to help people get things done expeditiously. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try to be as reasonable and civil 
with the process as possible. But that goes off the rails. If someone on the other side, whether it's the other party, mm-hmm. my client's ex, or the other party's lawyer, you know, tends to be a little bit more litigious, mm-hmm. then well, now we're in a we're in a back we're back in a alley brawl, down drag out brawl. Right. Okay. So let's let's get into it. Sorry, I not to, I don't want to sound for so many purposes. I sound a little too excited to talk about divorce, but it's because I know so many people who've gone through them. But I really want to get an inside take from you. What do you think? Because. I remember really people always were like on me about getting married and I would always watch divorce more than I would watch people who are getting married because I always thought it was very interesting where you had two people who at one point loved each other to death and shared everything. That person knows all your secrets, that you know their finances, this person is your biggest cheerleader, everything. You make children with this person and then something happens where the two of you are treating each other worse than you would treat somebody who cut you off on the highway. Yeah, that's the and reality it's, of it. It's, but to me, it was just so mind-blowing that it could go that way. Uh, and yeah. I'm just curious, what do you think it is that makes people kind of play dirty with their with their loved one? It's an emotional well, their space. Ex-loved it's, one. it's an emotional space. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you know you're often talking about going to battle against the person who looked you in the eyes and told you they loved you more than anyone on the planet. And they were going to love me forever. forever. And then something happens along the way in the relationship and Mm -hmm. and someone breaks someone's trust or someone hurts someone. And and then, yeah, you're right. It it turns into a a battle royale where where people are coming to you and and saying, yeah, I used to love him or her. Now I want you to destroy her. You know, or I used to love him. I want you to cut off his balls and feed them to him. Okay. Now, when they say that, because that sounds like something I would say in the heat of the moment, <laughs> what do you say to that client to calm them down? Like, do you try to say, do you really want to do that, especially if they have kids together? Well, what you can't do as the lawyer is get swept up in this tsunami of emotion, mm-hmm. right? While you want to be the advocate for your client, mm-hmm. you want to have your client's back, mm-hmm. you still have to maintain a level of, you're like the referee. You're, well, kind of. No, you're not the referee because you're on. I'm on your side, okay. so I'm not. The referee's supposed to be impartial, right? Yeah. No, I'm sure. not impartial, but I've got to be reasonable, yeah. and I've got to encourage you to be reasonable. Okay. I've got to try and help you get what you want, but I've got to paint a realistic picture for you in mm. terms of what, in all likelihood, you'll actually be able to get. So, mm. while you want to be the advocate for the client, while you want to make sure the client knows you've got her or his back. You've also got to be able to step back a bit and, and guide the client and say, look, maybe fighting over this couch that you could probably get <laughs> uh, you know, on Kijiji for $500 isn't worth paying $5,000 of yeah. my time to chase down a $500 couch, right? So yeah. you've got to try and you know, help people separate the emotion from, from being logical and, and, and you know, making right decisions. Now, have you ever them. walked away from a client because they were unable to do that? Have you ever walked away from someone you're like, you're just too angry, you're too vindictive, this is not what I want to be a part of? You've got to be able to do that Mm. because if if I see you driving off a ledge, Mm -hmm. um, I'm not doing you any service by being, you know, in the shotgun seat while you're going. Telling you to floor it. Exactly. (laughs) No, my job is to say, hey, you've got to turn this vehicle around, you've got to stop this vehicle, you're going off a ledge. Mm Or I'm not going to be able to go go with you on this ride because mm-hmm. it's 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 futile and it's going to be wasting your money or you and know time and, it's and not time and it's it. going to be more painful for you. So yeah, absolutely. You try to you know advise your client. Mm-hmm. You try to get them what they want and yeah. do what they want. But uh, if you see they're they're just heading somewhere that's just going to be painful for them in terms of financially, emotionally, then mm-hmm. you try to guide them and talk them out of you know maybe perhaps not necessarily going that way. And what do you 
you tell people before they get divorced? And how does that work? Like, okay, say I'm married right now and I'm, I've made the decision that I want out. What, what's the process? I don't even know what to do. I'm like, where, where do I go to, do I, the people say you file for divorce. Where do I do that? Where am I, go, where am I going for that? Well, you get a lawyer. I mean, that's, oh, okay. that's what you do because it's, um, family law is a, is a complex space. Mm-hmm. You know, there are certain areas of law, like, you know, if someone does some harm to you, um, you know, borrows money from you, doesn't give it back mm-hmm. or something to that effect, you can sue them in small claims court. Okay. Well, they've made that process pretty easy for you to follow that anyone can walk in off the street and go sue someone for, you know, if, you know if it's not a tremendous amount of money, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Family law is not that way. Family law is is so complex. There's a myriad of ways you can go, mm-hmm. myriad of applications, and people find it very confusing. And what's more um, distressful is the stress level involved mm-hmm. because you're not just filling out applications about a business deal. Mm-hmm. You're severing a relationship that you were just invested in yeah. or you're trying to break off uh, break off family relations with someone who you may That's have been true. with for years That's or you true. may have children with. So, so it's so emotionally involved that it'd be hard pressed for even a lawyer mm-hmm. to, to do, you know, handle his own divorce because it, you get so emotionally involved, it, it's highly unlikely you're going to make good decisions. So, so do you suggest, because I read your book, do you suggest that people take a beat before they file for divorce, perhaps take a break from each other, live in separate houses for a while, really like twirl your tongue in your mouth three times before you say the D word because it's a lot more than people think it is? Absolutely. And the courts even make rules that allow for that kind of cooling off period. Generally speaking, you've got to be separated for a year before you can file for a divorce. Okay, it's not something you can just get. No, okay. unless, you know, there, there's, con- c- there's certain circumstances. circumstances. Violence and things of that nature. Yeah. But generally speaking, you've got to be separated for a year before mm. you can file for a divorce. Mm. And and that's the court's way of saying, hey, the, instit- the institution's still important in our society. We don't want people to just, mm. you, know, you know, someone change... You know, the TV station in the middle of Dance Moms or something, and now there's a divorce happening. You know, listen, Dance Moms is a very important show, (laughs) and it can be very divisive. (laughs) Yeah. So, no, the court's saying, listen, Dance Mom is important, but but maybe just cool off for a minute. You know, separate for for a while, and maybe you'll find that in fact you don't want the divorce, and Mm -hmm. you'll keep your your family together. So, so so yeah, by allowing that that time. You know, to, to really kind of think. rethink and think things out mm-hmm. um, enables people to quite quite often say, you know, we'll reconcile and, and no, go for it. Okay, so when that person takes that separation time before they can actually file for divorce, um, do you, like, I don't know if people contact you around that time, but what do you tell them to do? Like, should a person be dating and get themselves out there to kind of see what's out there before they actually file for divorce? Or do you just take this as a time to, like, you know, regroup and get mm-hmm. back to who you are? What do you suggest a person do in that time? Because I feel like a lot of people head to the dating apps. They're like, oh, I'm separated. I'm going to get back out there. Grass is greener. Let me put on a nice outfit. Let me take a nice picture, post myself, and get out there and date. <laughs> do you suggest that? <laughs> <laughs> I could tell your laughter. It's a no, but I got to ask. No, no, you know, it, it, that's an interest. I can honestly say I've never been asked that. <laughs> But That's why you're here, Paul. <laughs> what, what I can what I can say is, um, it depends on the circumstances. You know, mm. sometimes, uh, you know, as I say in my book, sometimes people are involved in bad relationships for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, so the fact that they're finally separating, quite often, it's been after a decade of unhappiness. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, you know where where someone feels their emotions are not being met mm-hmm. and they're not feeling loved. So in some cases, yeah, absolutely. After ten years of of, of lack of love, mm-hmm. uh, and someone finally says, you know, um, I want a separation. Well, I'm not sure that you know that person going out right away isn't a good thing. You know, if someone's been without any affection, any emotion, any love, physical you. love, yeah. then that person may in fact need to go out and 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 you know be appreciated and yeah. and feel feel attractive again and, and, and rebuild their, their confidence and, and rebuild their self-esteem mm-hmm. you know my book is is about divorce uh, um you know it's uh, ground the book and the book is grounds for love uh, mm-hmm. a divorce lawyer's guide to rebuilding confidence and finding a great relationship mm-hmm. And the book is literally about rebuilding and resuscitating your confidence mm-hmm. after you've you've had your heart broken. Mm-hmm. Have you, you had know? A div- have you been divorced? I have. Yeah. Okay. Talk and to me about like what was that experience like for you? Because that's interesting. Because this is your job, but this also you went through it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and that's why I wrote the book. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I went through what was at times a contentious divorce. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it was emotional for me. It was a it was a new place because it was new emotions. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you know, you're seeing this. You had your idea of what you thought your family family was going to be, which meant intact, yeah. everybody under the same roof. And when it becomes apparent that that's not going to happen, man, there's a lot of emotions involved in that. You're disappointed in yourself, mm-hmm. you know, more so. I, I certainly was because I was the cause of my marriage, uh, you know, failing. So, well, that's, first so, of all, can we just say it's very big of you to say that? I write, I write it in the book. You know, I, I think that uh, most people, I feel like, and I'm going to say this. I know I'm going to get. I know I'm going to hear about it, but I feel like most men don't own up when it's their fault. It's mostly, is it wrong for me to say that? Well, it's mostly our fault, and and in the book, I say it is mostly our fault. And why um, do you think that is? You know, for guys, it's tough to. It's tough to navigate wanting the 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 consistency of of being married, mm-hmm. wanting the familiarity of that same person, yeah. uh, wanting your children to be happy in an environment, that whole family life. But then, um, conversely, as a as a as a guy, you're kind of wired to hunt. Mm. So what often happens is they're not. F- you know, in my case, you know, I ended up having affairs, um, you know, and and I say in the book what kind of drove me there, you know, business disappointments. And, and I just, you know, I just wanted to go where there was no expectations, where mm-hmm. I could just go and just just for pleasure and no no. No talk, no expectations, yeah. no heaviness afterwards. Just I get it. I think yeah. most people get and, it. And I yeah. think and I think but for men, you know, so they while they want that, they want that consistency and they want that that partner. Mm-hmm. They're still wired to hunt. Mm-hmm. And so if they see someone else they think is attractive, a part of them wants that too. Mm-hmm. It's never, it's very rarely, I should say, a guy sees someone who he thinks, oh, she's way more attractive than what I have. She's just different. Um, and guys want different. I want you to go, let's talk about that. Because I think women need to hear that. Because I think a lot of times when there's a relationship and there's cheateration, I think a lot of times, yeah, I just made up that word. I think a lot of times <laughs> women, they think it's them. They're like, what didn't no. I do? What what didn't I cook? What didn't I wear? What sex didn't I do? What hairstyle didn't I didn't I do that he would that he would like? And you're saying it really doesn't have anything to do with no, the No, it has nothing to do with the woman. I mean, I can tell you nine times out of ten, it has mm-hmm. absolutely nothing to do. And I'm just giving you from the male perspective because mm-hmm. that's all I, I that's that. all I've ever known. Mm-hmm. Guys, you know, if they go out and have an affair, it's not because of something that the woman they have at home isn't giving them. Mm-hmm. 
guys just want something different sometimes, you know, wow. generally speaking, most men. And mm-hmm. and if given the opportunity, you know, uh, and I, I say in the book as well, great Chris Rock, the comedian, used to say, men cheat based on the opportunity, right? I've quoted that, the same thing so many ago. A man's only as faithful as his opportunities. And and I think there's there's a tremendous amount of truth to that. And mm-hmm. and and you know it's funny he used to say that as part of his comedy skit, mm-hmm. but then years later he ended he up divorcing because the opportunities clearly presented itself when you're a, a famous and comedian. And he has a smoking hot new girlfriend. Right. Yeah. So so I think a lot of times guys end up uh, just doing what innately they want to do, and it doesn't matter how beautiful, intelligent, successful, insightful, how compassionate, how caring the woman is at home. Mm. She's different. <laughs> Okay, so here's I, I love that we're having this conversation. It makes me so because I've always wanted. To, I like talking to men about relationships because I think something is lost when you're just talking to girls. Because I'm like they're wired differently, and we need to have that conversation so that we can understand each other. Because this is what I don't understand. So say you're married and your wife is great, and you got these wonderful children who are at home. You have a beautiful house. The dog is good. The the lawn is cut. But of course, there's an opportunity. Why, when you see that opportunity as a man, or I'm not talking about you specifically, but just men in general, when you see that opportunity, don't you also see all the stuff that that opportunity also brings, which is like, if I get caught, this means I got to, like, my mother-in-law, my wife, the family, everybody's going to be so disappointed. Yes, she's great, and she's different, and she's smiling, and she's willing, but it comes with so much baggage then I'm wondering, because I've had married men hit on me, and I look at them and I'm like, I'm not interested in married men. I've never dated one. But I look at them like, you're willing to put, like, all of your eggs in my, you don't know who I am. I, I like, I'm not your wife. I don't love you. If you drop dead in the street, I'm not coming. <laughs> I'm not coming. Your wife will come like she's there for you. Why are men so willing to throw so much away for an opportunity with a stranger who really, you don't even know if this woman's worth it or not? For sex. Jesus, is that all that it is? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, so then, to have sex with someone else. I mean, it's nothing. So then, why not I'm just sorry. go to a prostitute? Like, and, and I'm, some do. Because a prostitute to me, it's a business. It's like it's a transactional. And, and 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 many many guys do that, and they do it for that reason because because it's it's a like you just said, it's a business. It's not transaction. coming home with you. She's not interested in but, you know, getting jealous. But nobody goes into an affair thinking they're going to blow up their stuff and their home and their relationship. But the why not? They go into it because they want to. A guy sees someone, he wants, he evaluates. Okay, is it worth it? Sometimes, even if look in my book, I, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a there's a a story of a, a one client who who came to me, he was on a, a business trip and he had this affair with this woman on, on his business trip, even though he knew that lots of people on that trip knew his wife. So sure enough, someone caught wind of it, told her about it. He ended up in my office needing a divorce mm-hmm. lawyer, clearly. Mm-hmm. So I said to him, you know, dude, you're out, you're out amongst people who knew both you and your wife and you know, it was a high likelihood someone might have seen something. Why'd you do it? He said, this is a, a, a business. This is a I'm business. I'm dying to hear what this, this guy said. This is a respected, successful business leader, and he and he looked at me and he said, "I I, I understood all that he said, but at the time, her and I were all that mattered." <laughs> <laughs> and this is a guy with a wife and a couple of kids, but at the time, he had a couple of drinks, and and at that time, this new conquest, he said to me, and he looked me in the eye and he said, "We're all that mattered." This is the type of stuff that leads women to get kerosene poured all over their husband's stuff and get a match like what 
But it's just, you know, and, yeah. and, and we talk about it, right? I mean, It's the I, high. He and, was after the high. And that's exactly what it it's is. The and the same guy said, look, you know, during... Uh, during the relationship, he he there would be this 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 jousting mm-hmm. of of should I shouldn't I shouldn't I. Whenever he was um, having sex with her, he felt it was worth it. As soon as the sex w- was done, the he guilt. felt he, he felt maybe it wasn't worth it. But but then he would come back again the next time and once again have this she was putting this, it down this jousting <laughs> back and forth and and invariably he would acquiesce to it and he would he would he would have it right mm-hmm. so. So I mean, but that's what that's what happens, and guys go through that. Not not every guy, obviously, mm-hmm. but you know, a good majority. Most, I, I would say, I would say it's based on opportunity, and I think that mm-hmm. men contemplate the risks, decide it's worth it, go for it. You guys are and, a bunch of riverboat gamblers. Well, I, I, riverboat gamblers. I, so what about so what do you what do you say in a situation where you have a married couple, the man has cheated, and then she gets angry, she but she doesn't leave. Like there's a period, there's a cooling off period, and then she decides this is my family. I'm not willing to break up my family, and he makes all the promises that he won't cheat again. Uh, should she believe him? You know, um, there are four kinds of cheaters, mm-hmm. and, okay. and, I, and I and I and I talk about them in my book, and I think I'm the first author that's ever actually clearly defined the the cheaters in relationships. Um, one is the perpetual cheater. This mm-hmm. is a guy who, while he has his wife or his main person, mm-hmm. he's not really bought into this idea that that's you know men should be monogamous. He feels as though he deserves a wife and he deserves his action on the side, and yeah. he perpetually sets things up so he always has access to that. Yeah. He's the guy that'll do the dating app. That you know, yeah. um, this is a guy who builds his life around his. He's got a wife and a girlfriend. At yeah, all times. A, and he has access to that. So mm-hmm. that's the guy. That's that's the guy who's the perpetual cheater. Okay. Then you have the occasional cheater. This okay. is a guy who respects his relationship at home. Mm-hmm. Wants to protect it, so he doesn't do this all the time. But if he's away on a business trip, uh, uh, you know, out with the boys in Vegas, exa- what weekend, happens in Vegas stays, stays in my phone, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so there's, you know, so and that's the the occasional cheater. Mm-hmm. Then you have the emotional cheater, and this is the guy that ends up having all the problems because he he actually falls in love with the other person, oh, okay. right? And he gets torn. He feels she understands me better than you, yeah. and he he's the guy who'll actually start a fight at home just to have a reason to storm out, so he can go so to he that could other go to the other person and spend time. Uh, he's the guy who takes more risk as well. He'll actually be texting with her while you're in the bed or you know mm. so cuz he's all emotionally invested in it you yeah. know and then there's the the last guy and and most guys fall into this category actually mm-hmm. and this is why I, I i digress to here it's uh the oops i cheated cheater what do you mean oops uh, <laughs> How did you trip on your shoe and then all of a sudden fall in bed with that woman? What do you mean an oops cheater? This is a guy who actually values his relationship. Okay. This is a guy who's only cheats once cuz a lot of the, most of the guys who who cheat actually cheat once. Mm-hmm. And um this is a guy who this is a rare thing, feels horrible about it, is torn, feels like he should come home and tell you in fact. Mm-hmm. And um and uh you know just you know he's he's not a He's likely to be caught because this is not what he does. He's not good at it. It's not what he does. So those are the four categories. Everybody who cheats, every guy who cheats falls into one of those four categories. So 
So, and that doesn't mean every man cheats. It's 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 the numbers are about half of the guys in relationships cheat. Well, yeah. About quarter, twenty five percent of women in relationships. I was going to listen. Well. Listen, I was not letting the ladies off the hook. I want to get yeah. to the men first, and then I want to talk about the women. <laughs> yeah. So 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 that's what happens in the relationship. So mm. so can someone stay with someone after they've been cheated on? Yeah, and it happens. Mm-hmm. And if it's the oops, I cheated, cheater, sometimes that that is... can be fit because it's a one time transgression. Mm-hmm. The guy feels horrible. Nobody's perfect, kind of thing, and he yeah. feels terrible, and he'll never do it again. And quite often, that's the case. Yeah. Um, so, so if it's a guy like that, yeah, that can work. But it's if just, it's a perpetual cheater, forget it. Forget the perpetual cheater. <laughs> I can see the look on your face. Because I, I know. Because here's the deal. Because I, I have friends. I have guy friends who I, who I'm picturing who, who've always been that way in their 20s, and they're into their 40s, and they're still that way, and they're married. Yeah. And I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble, but I'm as, as you're saying it, I'm like, yeah, that guy's never going to change. I think no. the problem is, as a woman in that relationship, you don't know what kind of cheater you're married to. Right. So when you find out and you're upset and you're trying to decide whether you should say you should go, in your mind you're really just trying to figure out which what type of cheater am I married to? Am I married to the guy who everybody out there and there he's with everybody? Yeah. Or am I yeah. am I married to the guy who really just had one stupid moment and he really feels bad and those tears are real? Like that's yeah. the problem. That's yeah. where most women kind of fight with it. Do I stay or do I go? Yeah, and that's and that's that's the challenge. And mm. and quite often women cuz you know, women um, tend to be more forgiving, you know, and um, um, and try to to maintain the relationship. So they're they're inclined to give chances. Yeah. But you're right. Who have I got? What am I dealing with? Is it the oops or is it the perpetual? Because you know? the perpetual always presents himself as the oops. And he'll and that, <laughs> he you're always right. presents you're as right. the oops. You're right. uh, it was a one time. Yeah. I, yeah. It's always that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about women cheating. Do you have a lot of like? Do you see more of your clients as the the wife in that marriage has cheated? Well, guys are more inclined to to mess up the relationship. Guys are twice as likely to cheat in the relationship. But women also feel unsatisfied as well. You'll find that women tend to cheat for emotional attachment. Mm-hmm. They're not getting something they feel necessarily. They're not getting attention. They feel as though. That, you know their their needs aren't being met that way. Mm-hmm. Guys cheat for sex. Okay. Generally speaking, that's what it is. So, yeah. so it's the motivations are very different there. But you know, both women and men you know, step out in a relationship. Yeah, in relationships, it's interesting. I think there. I know there are numbers that say. What, you just gave a stat like twenty five percent of women who yeah. are married women cheat. I think that number is much higher. Mm-hmm. And I'm only saying that because I think women we do it better. Mm. When I the guys that I know who've been caught have been caught in ways that I'm just like, are you dumb? Facebook or are you stupid? Like, or you're on Tinder and it's like you didn't think about her friends who would also be on Tinder and see your big stupid face. Like, guys, the guys that I know who've been caught or you know you butt dialed her by accident, your wife by accident, and I'm just like, how? And I feel like that number for women, I think we're just. And it doesn't make us sound good either. I don't think we should be cheering about this, but I think we're just better at it. Yeah. I think when a woman is stepping out on her husband, uh, he's it'll take a lot for him to find out. Like yeah. someone's going to have to tell him or it's going to have to be a real muck up where she just, you know, he comes home early where he never comes home early and catches her. Yeah. I think there may be some truth in that, you know. I'm te- no, I'm telling you, divorce lawyer. I'm telling you, Paul. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. I really honestly believe that. I do think that women were just better at it. And and like I said, I think there there may be uh, some truth in that too. Plus, guys m- maybe aren't looking 
you know, at their spouses potentially. We're not a, guys. I don't think guys who are in, in solid relationships are expecting their wives to be that person either. Whereas yeah. women, we're even in society the way we talk about cheating, we always put it on the men. Yeah. Even if it's a comedy show, a movie, if there's ever talking about cheating, it's never a wife who's cheating. It's always a man who's cheating, even if they are, if it's serious or they're making a joke out of it. Yeah. And it's it's the husband when you're walking through the mall, even that joke of like if there's an attractive woman walking towards you and your husband, it's always like you elbow him because you know he's looking. Right. But no one ever makes a joke that it's like, well, you don't think your wife is checking out that dude who just walked by? Right. We No one ever thinks of it on the other side. And it's like women do that. Look, people are people, and, and people have needs and, and, and want those needs met. And mm-hmm. and if the, the partner they've, they've um, you know, the person they've partnered with isn't meeting those those needs necessarily, yeah. then they tend to, you know, at times step out. Yeah. And, and men and women do it as well. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You talked about something in your book that I wanted to touch on about like just kind of the preparation for marriage, because I've read a, a lot of great books that kind of say the, the people that we choose to marry, it's usually an extension of a relationship we have with our parents. Mm-hmm. And we're continuing that like it's, it's much deeper than that. But um, you think do you think most people are even prepared for marriage and even know what they're getting into when they get married? I think no, they're mm-hmm. not. I think that, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, Marriage is tough. Um, you know, it's not an easy um, thing to navigate. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're, you know, we, we're all kind of romanticized as, as young people, you know, growing up in this society. We're kind of socialized to believe that that is how a family has to be. Everybody has to be under one roof and mm-hmm. it has to be, a, you know, initially, you know, a man and woman or, or whatever. Yeah. That's evolved, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But, but. But the idea of just living with someone else, you know, uh, assimilating yourself into their wants and needs, their life, as well as your own, mm-hmm. um, it's tough. Yeah. And if you're not with the right person um, that really fits you um, and grows with and, you, and, and grows with you, there are going to be problems. Mm-hmm. There are going to be problems in every marriage. And I think a lot of people are just shocked that there are problems. Mm-hmm. They think that love and sex, you know, will carry you through this thing. But, but real life comes into in. play mm-hmm. and if you're not with someone who who has the same values you do or has the same imports on certain things mm-hmm. some people if there's infidelity in the relationship they can look past that other people will be devastated mm-hmm. i mean i had one one client who came to me she said listen you got to get me out of my marriage post haste um i go okay okay why she goes my husband i can't trust him I go, why? Is he cheating on you? She goes, no, no, he's perfect. He's great. We've been together for 15 years. There's been no problems with him. I go, what's the problem? She goes, the guy in university I used to date cheated on me. That was 25 years ago. But ever since then, I can't get past it. So every time my husband leaves the house now, even though he's never done anything wrong, I'm convinced he's out there cheating. It's driving me crazy. So I think I'm going to divorce him. 
I'm only going to have long-term on uh, or long-distance online relationships, so I never give my heart to anyone again. 25 years, she, a guy broke her heart in university. She's been carrying this around now with an inability to trust any other man. Did you give her the number to a good therapist? <laughs> well, that was discussed <laughs> I'm sorry, for sure. I'm like, you're leaving a good relationship because of the person you dated before that yeah, person? Yeah, like, like 10 or 15 aye, years aye, before. Aye, aye, but aye, it, it, aye. it just depends. But clearly, that was so important to her back then, and mm-hmm. she hasn't been able to get past it, mm. whereas other people may be able to get past it easier. So. You know, it just depends on who the people are. They've mm-hmm. got to make sure what's important to, to them align. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got to talk about, you know, infidelity. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times guys in, in, will come to my office and I go, well, you were cheating. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I thought she'd be pissed off. I didn't think she'd leave me over a piece of ass, you know. But it was never discussed. It was never discussed. Oh, wait, 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 wait. It was never discussed. It goes without saying, gentlemen, if anybody's listening out there who thinks that, oh, you're cheating and he's just going to get upset. It's like, listen, is that that once the trust is left the room, mm-hmm. there's you realize like a relationship needs a lot of things, love and all this stuff. But once the trust has left the room, you really are dealing with somebody. It's a stranger. You guys are two acquaintances sitting across from each other, just being pleasant, watching each other. Every time a phone rings, every time a person leaves, comes back, has a shower too quick after they come home, like that person is just watching you there's no love there because Mm -hmm. the trust once it's gone what are you even doing there yeah that for me is like for me that's that's probably i'm just speaking about my own experience because it's like well what's the point once that person has done that and the the trust is gone i don't want to sit down like a fbi agent and interrogate you and smell your jacket and you can't have makeup on your collar without me flipping out that's not I, I can't live that way. There's right. no peace. Yeah. I need to go to bed and starfish and be comfortable and not worry. You know what I'm saying? And not worry about anything. I don't want to be in my home because your home yeah. is like the world is hard enough. Yeah. Your workplace, all the people you got to deal with is hard enough. Your home should be your place Sanctuary, of peace. Sanctuary, yeah. So if it's not peaceful at home and I can't trust the person, like I, I sooner trust the, the guy at the corner at the bus stop than the person that I'm married to is in my bed. Well then, what am I really doing? Absolutely, and 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 I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. And 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 that is why people divorce. And I think uh, mm-hmm. once the trust is broken, it's very hard for most people to get past it. Yeah. Um. And and when the trust is broken, the person who has been cheated on, you know, like my client, I know it's incredulous. She'd be carrying this around for twenty five years. She needs a hug and okay. a, a good she, girls' she, she, night she, she and be may, like, "Girl, you better stop your foolishness." <laughs> you know, she may need all that, but. But what happens often is people isolate themselves. They mm-hmm. feel as though they're the only ones being cheated on. They feel as though they're the only ones having their hearts broken in this way. Mm-hmm. They lose their confidence. They mm-hmm. need their self-esteem rebuilt. And it takes a long time. And if and unless the girls' night is there, that 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 means there's got to be a few girls to, to be able to pull her out and say, that's hey. That's what Rosé was created for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what uh, girls' night. A couple of balls of rose, some more d'oeuvres, and let's hash this out and let's get her head back on straight. Exactly, and that's a huge part of it. Positive people around her with positive reinforcements. Mm -hmm. Um, Not you know, not people just want to slam the guy or or what have you. Just the negative. You can do that for a little bit, but you want to move on. I think there's a maturity that you have to have. That that's. I feel like that's very high school. When Mm -hmm. I hear women just saying, "Oh, men are all," I'm like, "That's so high school." Like that's not men. That's people. We're all, we all have our own stuff that we bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also mentioned something that I want to uh, touch on before I forget. Um, that I think sometimes uh, marriage doesn't work because there's a model that everybody thinks they have to do it this way. This is mm-hmm. the way your parents did it, your grandparents and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
there's a new dating trend where it's called living uh, apart together. So you're married. Gwyneth Paltrow is actually doing this. You're married, but you keep your separate households. So say we get married and you have your house and I have my house. Well, we'll get married and you sometimes will stay at my house and sometimes I stay at your house and I have stuff at your house as you have stuff at my house. But we never cohabitate. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? I think it would it would be more successful than <laughs> no way. Absolutely. You think yeah. it's, you think that's what it is? It's the living on top of each other that kind of without kills question. You know, there's a, a great uh, sex therapist right now. Her name's mm -hmm. Esther Perel, mm -hmm. and I don't know if you're, you're familiar with no, her, but no. but she says um, it's it's hard to it's hard to hunt for what you already have. And, and you know it's hard to to have this tremendous desire for something when you have it all the time, mm -hmm. and that's just being real. That's mm -hmm. just being real. If 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 you're with someone on top of them every single day, no matter who they are, it's just human nature. We tend to take those people for granted a little bit. Yeah. But if you are with someone you're attracted to, and you're you know, and then you go and you have your space, and then you come back, you know, and see them again, absolutely without question, it would keep the energy longer without question and anyone who says that's not the case i you know i i would i would debate them on that because i think that's what happens i know guys who end up messing around on their their wives they're not doing it because the other woman's better they're just doing it because they feel the other person's different mm -hmm. so if they get a break uh, I think from living together for both parties, the women too. You mm -hmm. you you come together, you you spend time together. You, I think that I think I love that that idea. I think it's a great idea. I just wanted to have somebody else agree with me. I love this idea so much, yeah. <laughs> but I was I had to present it like, what do you think about this? I think it's the best idea ever. I think it's a great idea, and now it won't work for everyone because it's expensive. Yes, I know people <laughs> are like, well, who can afford to have two mortgages or yeah. someone's renting? I get that part of it, but I also think in the long in the long run I think it sounds like such a wonderful idea because a you get a break from each other and then you, your partner's allowed to be who they are say you're messy and I'm a neat freak yeah. the two of us in our house are gonna do we're gonna bicker over what oh you didn't put this away no one wants to live in that household nobody I don't yeah. care what anybody I don't care how much you love that person so wouldn't it be great if you got to come home and put all your stuff on the floor yeah. or wherever you put it and have crumbs on yeah. the counter and I get to come home and be a neat freak cleaning everything and I get to have that without arguing with you this one client came to me she said she needed to divorce her husband why uh, because he complains about my grated cheese Jeez. okay he wanted her to buy the cheese and then grate it but she would buy it already grated it and 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 that was and, a, and that was really? what drove now obviously there's going to be more issues there but I the hope fact so. that <clears throat> pardon me the fact that that's what came out of her mouth first shows you that's the stuff of just being on each other all if the time if they had their own fridge that she could have her grated cheese she could have a fridge just a grated cheese <laughs> just with the grated cheese alone <laughs> and he could have blocks of cheese that you know yeah you're can, right it's not about the grate. cheese there's other things there there's exactly. something else there that is sure, bothering the sure. two of them and that's what that's well about. that's just one of it but and, and the more you, you you speak to her you'd mm -hmm. find there's this complaint that complaint all of a sudden there's a mountain of complaint like yeah. grated cheese a yeah, cheesy yeah. mountain of of complaints so so and i think that's an example where mm -hmm. if those two people have their own residence, oh. but they come together on certain nights, you know, and then other nights are just not together. I think absolutely, yeah, absolutely no. it would Listen, work. Listen, I, I I'm not, I'm not going to lie. There have been people that I've dated where, you know, we spend a, a couple of days together and then they're leaving and I, there's a euphoria that comes <laughs> over me that's just like, ah. See you when I see you. I'll see you.
you in a couple days. <laughs> Have a great one. I'm going to vacuum my house and I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. And I'm ha- like, not that I don't love them, not that I don't want to see them yeah. again, but I do enjoy like this, like, okay, good. I got a little bit of a breaky break yeah. and I get to put my bathroom back and they're not going to eat all my snacks. Like all those stupid little things that yeah. it sounds like to say it to them would sound, I would be embarrassed, but it, it's you know, real. You know what it's like? And I've never, no one's ever pitched that idea to me before. Mm. I've heard it. I've heard about it, you know, recently. But I, I would equate it to your kids going off to university, you know? Mm. You still love them. But you're happy to see you're them You're happy go. as hell when they're, <laughs> <laughs> when, they're, when they're going out the door. Come back, take your gym bag, get your crap out of here. And then when you see them at, at Thanksgiving. At Christmas and Thanksgiving, hey. You're so happy to hug. see them. The dog's happy to see and them. And I think vice versa, too. I think kids also need to be, parents need to get their kids out. And it's like, no, your kids will appreciate you yeah. and respect you way more when they're out there. And they have to budget and they have to wash their own clothes. And they have to get themselves to stuff. And you're not there to, you know, be at their door. Did you remember? Yeah. Uh-uh. Let yeah. them live a little life. I think relationships are like that, too. I think yeah. if people are a, a little bit away from each other and come back i think it's amazing i think it'll work you know my book starts off with uh this uh, i ran into this old lawyer in an elevator and he, he looked really distraught you know this guy had been doing this for probably 40 years i said what's up you know mm-hmm. how you doing he said he said man i've been you know doing this for 30 something years he said all i've done is criminal defense and divorce he says give me the criminals any day Oof. i go what do you mean he goes he goes in criminal law you know you have some guy coming to you say, hey, man, I, I messed up. Mm-hmm. You know, I really need your help. Can you help me out? Um, you know, so you have, in essence, good people coming to you mm-hmm. on, you know, or bad people coming to you on their good, the days where they're trying to be as good as they can. Yeah. He said in family law, it's the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. It's good people and you're seeing them at their worst oh. because you have a guy coming to you, as I said, saying, hey, I hate. I, I used to love her, and I want you to destroy her. And or you have the saying, woman coming. Hey, I used to love her, and I want you. He left me for a younger yeah, woman. Let's cut his destroy balls off him. and feed them to him. You yeah. know. So you're seeing good people at their worst. Where in criminal, when you're defending a criminal, you're being, seeing bad people, but you're seeing them at their best as they sit in front of you and say, "Hey, help me out. I made a mistake. Wow. What can you do?" All right. For so me? we're almost out of time, but I want to know what's the uh, one piece of advice you would give to someone who is thinking about getting divorced or maybe in the middle of a divorce what do you tell them you know what i can what i can tell you is this the familiar lament for virtually everyone who gets a divorce is always i wish i'd have done it sooner you know um you want to try and be as reasonable as possible through the process but it's hard Mm -hmm. because there's so much emotion involved it is an adversarial process. So even if you come in with the best of intentions and want to be reasonable, mm-hmm. if the person across the table from you is being vindictive and spiteful. But and should, gr- you, should you take a Michelle Obama uh, approach and go high when they go low? Or go low when they go low? Michelle probably had an unlimited budget to pay for legal <laughs> fees. So, <laughs> so, so she, she, could, could she could afford to go high. <laughs> but if someone's going low and a, a regular person and dragging yeah. things on and Go, take, making motions to go to court, it's hard to go high at that point. Yeah, you know, all that's so. going high is your legal bill at that yeah. point. You yeah. know, so, so yeah, you want to come in reasonable. You want to, you want to try and take as much of the emotion out of it as possible, especially if kids are involved. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to make it about the kids at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I went through my divorce, but I've got to say, I probably got the best ex-wife in the country because she felt it was a priority that the kids were first and Great. and there. 
and and therefore as a result of that we always kept together we always communicated effectively mm-hmm. um you know never anything you know spiteful or anything said that's a blessing because well, not you everybody can't gets that. when you have children because they're the priority now you want to grow them effectively yeah but some people use the children as, as, as the I, weapon i deal with it every day and and that's just the, the worst scenario you yeah. want if you want your kids to thrive you got to keep them out of the process mm-hmm. make them the priority and not use them as a weapon in the in the litigation of well, the divorce. Kudos to your ex-wife. I'm sorry that you did that to her. You're a horrible person, Paul, you. but you're a fantastic guest. <laughs> I'm so glad that you came. And tell people the title of your book again. Grounds for Love. And a, where can a they find it? A Divorce Lawyer's Guide to Rebuilding Confidence and Finding a Great Relationship. Uh, it's, a, it's a bestseller on Amazon, so you can pick it up on Amazon.com or Amazon.ca. And where can people find you if they want your legal services? If someone out there is like, I need a divorce, and I think Paul's my man. Yeah, I'm at therileyfirm.ca, and uh, we're, we've started uh, some Instagram, uh, and it's the Riley Firm on Instagram as well. And Good. Paul Riley, JD, on Twitter. This has been amazing. Thank you for answering all of my questions, all of my burning divorce questions. Just a friendly reminder to our listeners, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Play Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Spotify. You can also buy my lovely book, which I talk about all the time. You know what the title is, Single Girl Problems, available on Amazon and in your local bookstores. Um, send us any of your relationship questions or comments to singlegirlproblemspodcast at gmail.com. That is all the time we have for today's show. Until next time, folks, bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.